How do you save on confusions in as you're both called John? Well, usually it's just the two of us. Yeah. So, look, if I say John, I know I mean him. If he says John, he knows he means him. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's not just so together, this thing. <laughs> I would like to leave this city. This old town don't smell too pretty. And I can feel the warning signs running around my mind. And when I leave this island, I put myself into a soul asylum. Hello, and welcome to the sitcom Sit Down. I'm a John. And so am I. So you'll have just been listening to the dulcet tones of Noel Gallagher as playing us in, because we are going to be talking about the royal family, which was a choice of a special guest of ours, because we are joined by club singer, writer, <laughs> actor and critic, Nathan Major. Hello. Must point out that I haven't been a club singer for many years. It's one of those clubs where when you join, you're one for life and you have all, all of the traumatic experiences during the first week. Oh, wow. Like what? <laughs> like singing Penny Arcade for a start. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, is that like part of the initiation? Pretty much, yeah. That doesn't sound very traumatic. The, the initiation is... Fucking hell. That's a bit harsh. We found the level. <laughs> the initiation is sing Penny Arcade and learn how to draw a raffle. That's it. Yeah. That's your initiation as a club singer. Okay. That sounds nice to me. Yeah, much better than the thing I suggested. <laughs> It's a good job I get to edit this. <laughs> we asked people to suggest sitcoms, and The Royal Family was your choice. Why? Probably my favourite sitcom of all time. It's um, it, it also holds quite a lot of um, emotional cash with me as well, because it was, uh, it's a bit of a, f- a family favourite. There's one episode in particular, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about later, called The New Sofa, which is um, one I remember that my nana laughed so much she fell off the sofa. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah... Nana, Nana. Yes, yes, and um, and it, it's basically my favourite because you, you can point to every character in it and go, "That's so and so, that's your dad, that's your auntie, whatever," you know, because they're so recognisable. Yeah, um, we, we've met them all, haven't yes, we? Yes, yeah, really? yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's also what I think is quite an underappreciated series now. You often, really? yeah, it's often ranked highly on the sort of the best sitcoms of all time list, but it's not, never really talked about very often. A lot, a lot of people will, will go, will talk about, say, Blackadder till the blue in the face, but the royal family just sort of goes under the radar a little bit. Yeah, do you know what? I can identify with that, because when you suggested the royal family, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course, everybody knows the royal family, but when I've gone back and rewatched it, I've appreciated it more. It's not mm-hmm. something I think about very often. Yeah. Absolutely, I've, I've been the same. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, reacquainting myself with it, it's it's fan- fabulous. I think as well because it's such an unusual style, isn't it? Of, mm-hmm. Because when we first came to do, when you came up with this idea, John, to do this podcast, and you said you immediately think of like Allo Allo yeah. and stuff like you know Faulty Towers <laughs> and the stuff greats. like that, <laughs> the Greats, and and almost the Royal Family didn't didn't yeah. even spring to mind. It's strange. It's, but I don't know because it's like a, not like a what I'd call like a traditional sitcom. Because, she, I mean, I know uh, Carolina Hearn didn't want a, a laugh track or a live no. audience or anything like that, which is what apparently the BBC yeah. wanted. That's a battle. So, so it's, I mean, when you first see it, it was, it was so unusual when it's, you first saw it. It's yeah. a strange show because it's a bit of a hard sell when you're trying to talk someone into it because, because I've spent 
years trying to tell people that I know how good it is. But when you when you actually come to describing it that it's a family sitting in the living room watching TV for episode after episode after episode, <laughs> yeah. it's a difficult concept to sell, but it all works so well. Absolutely. Because, because of, of the simple concept. And that sounds incredibly simplistic, doesn't it, when you think about it? But it's when you actually watch it, you realise how daring it is. The, yeah. the pauses, the silences, mm-hmm. the, you know, and there was one bit where um, the mum... Barbara, Barbara was talking about something so mundane yeah. that had happened in the bakery where she worked mm. and she finishes this awful story and Denise isn't even listening. Yeah. So she starts telling the same story to Jim yeah. and to have the nerve <laughs> to do this. You know what I mean? And it's, but, and it's still gripping, it's still entertaining and funny. As a writer, it's, it's the, the closest thing I've ever seen to nat- natural conversation, which, which isn't too natural. It's, it's a... Com- com- it's a uh, written conversation that sounds like it is an actual conversation people would have. Mm-hmm. But normally when people are doing that deliberately, they'll add too many pauses, too many sort of silences. Yeah. Whereas they, Carolina Hen and Craig Cash got it just right. It is. It's, it's, it's brilliantly done. I know there's a scene where, I think it's the morning of the wedding, where they, they pretend they've got Dave pissed down the pub. Yeah. And he's not at all. But, mm-hmm. but the banter and the interchange mm-hmm. between Twiggy, Jim... And Dave, and, and I can't remember who's in the kitchen when they come back. Um, but it's just absolutely fantastic. And it is, it's so natural. But I, th- I think, again, we always say about the acting, don't we? Yeah. But you look at people Great, like Rick, Rick, Ricky, yeah, Ricky Tomlinson and Jeffrey Hughes, who played Twiggy. It, on, the, on the basis of it, they almost like one-trick ponies. Because, I mean, I remember Jeffrey Hughes in Carrying Your Convenience in the early 70s playing basically the same character. Mm. Eddie Yates in Coronation Street. They're actually the same character, but they do natural so well. Mm. It's, 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 well, you can't teach it, can you? You just either can do it or you can't. Jeffrey Hughes is Onslow to me. Onslow, of course, yeah. yeah. Was yeah. it Heartbeat as well? Was that who, who was in Heartbeat? Uh, yeah, it was in Heartbeat. It wasn't Heartbeat, though. Yeah. Sitcom royalty. Absolutely. The real skill of, of the, the writing as well, I find, is being able to find the the funniness in the mundane, but also in finding the pathos in certain situations, because as you mentioned the wedding episode, there's also the episode where Denise gives birth and there's a, there's a really powerful scene in in the bathroom yeah. where Denise is sort of on the floor crying and Jim, who is the character who's usually the one that's taking the piss out of all of his family, right. is sat telling her how proud of her he is and and how he can't wait to meet his, meet his grandson. And it's that sudden switch that... A lesser writer, it would feel really clunky, but these characters are so well well rounded that you that it doesn't feel like a handbrake turn. No, it's it's true. Yeah, it, it, brilliant writer. He, he does the same. I think in the morning of the wedding, where he he has a tear, yeah. he sheds a tear. You know, and again, it's Jim who's who just a piss taker, miserable yeah. bastard. You know, yeah, absolutely fantastic. The way I'm, uh, I was going to get onto it probably later, but the Queen of Sheba. Oh yeah, that episode is just. Wow, you know Ricky Tomlinson's performance in that in that that split second scene where he's in the room with Nana in a hospital bed, yeah, on his own crying about this person that he spent the last thirty thirty years being a total shit to, yeah, just in floods of tears about her crying. I, I think at some point he does actually say, "I'd give everything I have just to have one more argument with her." Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's just. But the, the the bit that gets me, I'm sorry, we're going on about this this one episode. <laughs> but there's a there's a scene in I think it's in the bathroom. Barbara's yeah. doing Nana's hair, yeah, and it starts a bit funny, you know. But there's just a switch when I think Nana says "I love you," mm-hmm. and the acting 
Mm. And this, this it, says, thank, it just, thank you. Yeah. I remember thinking, yeah. it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. You mm. know, the writing and the performance, absolutely terrific. I was, I, I, I'll, 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 the, I was in floods of tears. Well, I watched that the other day with my wife and she was in floods of tears. I wasn't because I'm a robot. But I know you're, <laughs> you're a proper alpha male dick swinger, aren't you? Yeah. I just, mm. yeah. I just do all of my If crying. it weren't for the fact you're wearing yellow dungarees, I'd, I'd say you're probably the most manly man I've ever met in my life, John. Yeah, I am the most manly man in yellow dungarees right now. <laughs> hey, you can tell we've got like a critic on John when he's, he said pathos. I know he did. <laughs> the biggest word we I, know is ensemble. I know. I've just been Googling it to see what it meant. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's one of the musketeers. <laughs> I sort of misremembered it as being like laughing at the working class and then I, and when I watched it again, I was like, no. Nah. It's yeah. not. It's laughing. It's laughing with them because you're yeah. recognizing your family members in in the yeah, everyday definitely. lives. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because the, the there is a the part where um, the nana reminds me of my nana so much that um, when my nana was alive, was she, she was still with us. We used to quote it at each other. I used to, I, whenever I used to, I used to go, "I am nana," like they did on the show. <laughs> She didn't die falling off the surface, did she? She didn't. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that'd be a tragic twist. That was it? a high-risk question. <laughs> <laughs> we all held our breath. The nation did, listening to this. Yeah, don't worry, Dad. Royal Family ran from 1998 um, to 2000 in its three-series format and then ran on to, much like Odifuls and Horses and things like that, went into Christmas specials thereafter. So how old will you have been then, Nathan? Um, 98 well 98 I would have been 3 oh, right. um, <laughs> I didn't, so you got into I, it young then <laughs> no um, I, I didn't start watching it until the Queen of Sheba ah. um, I, I watched that and sort of was so instantly hooked by it and then I didn't watch the full first 3 series until I got the DVDs around about the time the new sofa in 2008 so I, I was a, I was very much a latecomer to the series mm-hmm. but um I view it as one of those series that knew when it had had its run and when it was time to call it a day at the height of its run. Yeah, some of the sitcoms that we've talked about, like Everybody Loves Raymond or Frasier, that mm. the modern family of hundreds of episodes, they yeah. couldn't have done that here. Could they? No, no, well, they have a room full of writers as well, whereas yeah. it's, just, it's just three at tops, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You tend to get that more with the American series, especially American sitcoms, they go on forever until yeah. they're... Yeah, with this one, I think the first series was um, Craig Cash, Carolina Hearn, and Henry Normal. That's and right. Then, yeah. Or maybe the first two series, and then yeah. it was Phil Mealy who took. Over. Yeah, and then I think the specials were just Carolina Hearn and Craig Cash. Yeah, I read somewhere that they fell out partway through it. Yeah, so they that... fell out after the third series, um, and they 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 sort of patched the friendship up before the specials. But um, it was actually supposed to carry on until. Carolina Hearn died in 2016. There was supposed to be a Christmas special the year she died. Um, so it is quite possible that had she not died, it would it would have still been going. Yeah. As, as Christmas specials, but but the 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 rate of the Christmas specials had slowed down by the time she died because there were a few years where they missed one. Yeah. But, but it it's all, a biggie when they did. Yeah. yeah there was like 11, 11 million plus viewers. Well, you're right. What you say, they didn't overdo it. I think even when it was going, they only did six a year. Yeah. I think that was, uh, you know, intentional as well. They didn't want to dilute it. They wanted them to be good, a good six. Mm-hmm. Although I did, under, I do understand Caroline Ahern tried to buy the first one back off the BBC because she wasn't happy with it at all. You know, the first ever episode. Yeah. But when she found out it cost her a quarter of a million pounds, she, she sort of said, oh, "I don't matter." Really I don't hate it, it that much. But yeah, she well, being a perfectionist. But I mean, when I watch it, I just think it's great. But, yeah. You know, she obviously had something else in mind, but. 
Mm. It, it's a similar thing as to why I love Faulty Towers so much. It's it, it's because because you're left wanting more of it and not wanting less. Absolutely. It ups its reputation a lot a lot more than it normally would. Yeah. yeah. Unlike this podcast where we're planning to go until twenty eighty. <laughs> When you've run out of sitcoms. I thought he was going to say 20 past eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've had enough about then. <laughs> Should we talk about the characters? Yes, let's. Where would you like to start, Nathan? Uh, let's start with um, let's start with Jim. That's a good place to start, I think. So Jim's retired. Do we actually find out what he ever did? Um, or do we just left to conjecture? You're sort of led to believe he did some sort of well. I say you led to believe he did some sort of manual job, but I could never imagine Jim Royal doing any sort of manual yeah. labour. But I think that's me just thinking of everything else Ricky Tomlinson's done. He's, he's yeah. always been a builder. So he was, or oh, he was in a brass band or yeah. something. Yeah. No, it's right. I, I thought I'd missed something. I thought, I'm not, why am I not getting what he, he did for a living? You know what I mean? But I don't think he's ever really touched upon. No. Well, not in the episodes it's, I've watched back ever anyway. explicitly said that he did it no. work. No, no. The lazy get. <laughs> so uh, maybe he was a sports journalist, John. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that is maybe why rear, he can like get away with being such a terrible father and husband. The rear man of he's Manchester. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, because uh, so okay. Let me ask you a question, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Do you like Jim Royal? Yes and no. Okay. Diplomatic. I, I, I like him as an observer of his of his ways of life, but I think if if I knew him, I wouldn't like him so much. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want him as my dad. No, definitely not. <laughs> my ass. Yeah. I think his heart's in the right place. Yeah. And um, but yeah, the way to I mean, poor old Lerkio, <laughs> Anthony. You know what I mean? Because um, he went on to become successful, didn't yeah. he? But um, just being put down all the time, and you know, when he was, I think he said, "I'm going to manage a band and that." And that, that laugh, <laughs> that laugh when he's really putting him down. Um, yeah, he's not the great nurturer of <laughs> of his children, was he? Really? No. no I think in, in a lot of ways, though, he's sort of um, he's egged on in that role. I, I think Denise and Dave do a lot of um, egg him on in it, especially towards Anthony. Denise likes to wind out Anthony up, and she gets a dad in on, on the act. I think as as a person, I would prefer meeting Jim than Denise. Oh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Also, I like where we're going with this. He's our least favourite character. We'll, we'll, we can we can discuss that. Okay. So, neglected wife of neglectful father is Barbara. Uh, is Barbara. 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 Who? Probably my favourite character. She's amazing. She's the glue that holds it all together, isn't she? Yeah. And magnificently played by Sue Johnston. Yeah. She's just terrific. Absolutely terrific. She has wonderful chemistry with Ricky Tomlinson as well. Like, like Probably going back to Brookside, because yeah, they were yeah. man and wife in that, weren't they? Yeah. I didn't know that until researching this. I didn't watch Brookside. So, yeah. yeah, she was Sheila Grant. I forget his name. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Grant. Russell Grant. That wasn't Brookside, that was Electric Avenue. Yeah, they lived on Electric idiot. Avenue. <laughs> uh, wrong street. <laughs> oh, now we've gone down a cul-de-sac now. Whee! Come on. Get us back on track. <clears throat> what were we on about? Oh, Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. Barbara. She's, <laughs> she's, 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 um, in a way, she's the most stereotypical, but also the least. Because she, she is like an essential northern mother. Yeah. But, like, Denise and Dave sort of fall into the sort of slack-jawed stereotype of just 
idiots, really. Mm. Whereas Jim's like a really lazy stereotype. Nana's Nana's in the archetype of being a ditzy old woman, and Barbara is everything, but she's not a stereotype, and she's she she's probably the most rounded character of them all. Yeah. It's a very, very likable character, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, you know, you can do, you can root for Barbara. Yeah, you know, you yeah. want her to, you know, you want things to go well for her. Yeah. It's season two, episode five, and she finally has enough of them. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she, she starts questioning why she exists and why she's even there. Yeah. And um, the writers don't really resolve that one. No. <laughs> they just, <laughs> just sort of, sort of leave it hanging. But there's a wonderful moment where she's uh, she's getting all upset and um, Denise is doing her very best to try and cheer up her mother. But at one point she's just, oh, I'm not leaving Jim. He's just, you can come and live with us. <laughs> she makes her cry even more. <laughs> oh, wow. In many ways, it sort of gets worse for Barbara because I remember in one of the Christmas episodes um, she gives Jim his, his Christmas present and then he goes on to describe this lovely Christmas jumper that he got for a Christmas present that's still on the shelf in Matalan. <laughs> he says, it's the thought that counts, love. <laughs> Is that the one where he has the scratch card and he got her the refurbished wedding ring? Yes, yes, I think yeah. it is. See, I, I remember having a bit of a problem with that at the time that uh, at the end of it, Jim was like the hero for doing this one thing. Yeah. Because he did one thing in comparison to the thousand things that Barbara did across the course of the 30 minutes we were watching. So, yeah. I can't remember. He's a bit, bit Ray Barone, isn't he? Very, very Ray Barone in that. He's very hom- Homer Simpson, I would say, because Homer's. Yeah. Homer Simpson. We could do a whole episode. That wasn't, um, by the way, that, that was the joke from the. I wasn't being, you know. <laughs> she she joke called from it. What? She compared she compared him to Homer Simpson in one of the episodes, but she, she referred to him as Homo. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm glad you explained that. That's why I, was, I thought I'd I better get in there. Interesting... We'll get letters, so we'll get letter. Ed- edit indecision going. <laughs> well, like John to just kind of do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, we could do a whole episode on um, how sitcoms have, sh- have shined a light on how even if you're a shit man, you can still have a decent wife if you're lucky. Mm. So, yeah, another one who's punching, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, to be yeah, honest, definitely. However, I'm going to attack her now. Are you ready? Yeah. Go on, shit mom. Right, <laughs> and I'll tell you for why. Not uh, wait, So the obvious thing is to say the way she treats Anthony. So she's the skivvy for the family but mm. he's the ultimate skivvy and yeah. she she will delegate that down to answering the door go make the cup of tea and whatever but at one point they're all patched and because he's out they just sit there patched because <laughs> <laughs> they've got no one to, send, to put the kettle on so, so but actually I'm going to take bigger issue with her relationship with Denise right? because that is so realistic that you have these overly doting mums with the, with the daughter the first mm. child that they ruin them yeah mm-hmm. so um, and they they become well, they don't become self-sufficient in the way that they should be doing and their expectations there. And all Denise wants is just to be have a happy day and be happy for the rest of her life. Mm. And that's just like, that's her level of expectation. Everything is always going to go her way. Um, I realise actually that there's a small chance that somebody I know could be listening to this. Uh, if you are and you identify and go, is he talking about me? No, I'm talking about the other one. <laughs> Just to clarify. Just to clarify. That's a very niche shout-out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Daughters who've been ruined by their mothers. It's not my wife, by the way. <laughs> There's a school of thought. I don't know if it's true or not. But I was watching a, a documentary about, about it, and some said um, they thought that maybe it took them a long time to conceive, and um, 
when when Denise came along, they were like overjoyed. Yeah. Now I don't know if this is how it was thought of by the writers, or just how it seems to come across. But like Denise was this baby they'd wanted for you know forever, and Anthony was a bit of an afterthought and a bit yeah. of an accident, and and that's how it it panned out. You know what I mean? How the how they treated him. God, could you imagine having to try for a baby with Jim Royal? Wow. <laughs> so we've we've mentioned Denise. And you said earlier that you would you'd rather meet Jim than Denise, right? Yeah. I, it's weirdly because Denise is selfish and horrible, yeah. but I don't find her annoying. I don't know why. Do you um, find her annoying? I mean, I find her selfish, and I find her born hardly. Daringly on toast, but I yeah, it, <laughs> but she's so ridiculous that yeah. she doesn't offend me like some of the sitcom Ribberon. Uh, <laughs> With her, I just I, I'm happy that she's in the sink because I know she's going to say something funny. Yeah, she, yeah. Has, she has a sort of weird anti personality, which is she doesn't really have a personality. A personality, but the the fact that she is so dim and so banal makes her one of the most interesting people in the scene. Mm. Yeah, you wonder what her sort of going to be put all pretentious now what a raison d'etre is you know what 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 is she looking for in life in a way all she wants to I mean, just be as happy as soon as she's pregnant she's already farming the kid off because yeah. yeah. like one point um, oh, he says doesn't he why don't, why don't you just have the kid adopted you know what I mean yeah well she's got Cheryl oh she's Cheryl looking after her. I like Cheryl yeah, yeah. Jessica Hines who's, who, who's in everything seemingly nowadays yeah well she yeah she's another one who was brilliant yeah. Right. Yeah. hey they don't half go for it with oh, the weight jokes in, in the first series it's, oh, it's, it's, it's relentless yeah yeah, yeah. And, where um, Cheryl they're trying to get their head out, their head out the fridge and all that yeah because <laughs> I'm always thinking well, she's not that fat is well, she? well, I guess that's part of the joke yeah, she's certainly not fat in comparison to to, uh, to, uh, to Jim think, and to Twiggy and the shit diets <laughs> Shit, I think the joke is mainly that it's Jim that's saying these things. Yeah. And, 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 Who has and no right to say yeah, anything. Yeah, and Twiggy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Twiggy as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even though Twiggy's with her. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Twiggy. He's a great character. Yeah. It has this, this great sort of rotating supporting cast as well that sort of pop in and out. There's um, Joe next door. Right. Who, um, if... If Denise doesn't have a personality, then 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 Joe is just a black hole of bad personality. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so charismaless that he has charisma. Peter Martin, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's from round here. He, he is, is yeah. yeah. And 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 Tom Courtney was also in an episode. Tom Courtney, yeah, he yeah. Was Dave's dad in in that's right. Sofa. Yeah. That was my fascinating fact, actually. Peter Martin's son used to cut my hair. Oh really? Yeah. There you go. I've got it out of the way early, listener. Go on, should we, should we drop out? Not interesting, this, this but factual. One, we can do kind of like tenuous celebrity links. Go on, so That was your one, was it? That was my year. Yeah. Okay. You got any nothing from the cast? <sighs> Not really. Okay. Um, That's the end of that feature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try again next week. It's like mid-morning matters with like Alan Partridge, isn't it? Yeah, so he, Anthony's probably uh, one of the characters who has the biggest change. Really. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. this kind of like, what kind of chances this kid got? Yeah. Um, but then does come good. He's, yeah. he's essentially the only member of the family who has a character arc. Because mm. he, he starts in one place and ends up in another, where all the other members of the family end up in the same place as where they started the show. Yeah. Yeah, there was, um, I don't know if this was um, Queen Sheba as well, actually, where. He brings his son, um, and Jim's acting all real proud of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I fell for it. 
I was like, wow, Jimmy's actually really... Pre-. And then he was just sapping him up for cash. And as soon as he gets the cash, he then has a go at him for trying to have two biscuits. <laughs> you greedy get. Then it's off down the feathers with it. And yeah. It, yeah. It's interesting that you say that Anthony's the only one with a character arc. Dave has a complete personality change. What's that all about? Did you notice that? No. So in the first series, and maybe the second series, he's a bit of a... He's, he's quite witty and he's a bit of a wide boy and, and and then by the end of it he's just incredibly stupid and that's the joke is just how daft he is now I don't know if that was because they thought we can have more fun with him that way I know However, you, yeah, I that's know intentional of saying that's what living with Denise does that, yeah. that, that, he's just killed, his, killed his brain cells yeah. <laughs> yeah it is a bit strange a bit strange that yeah because he doesn't start off as you say like that at all does he you know yeah. he's referring to Jim as James and all you know and just yeah, he's got well, a bit about him and you know yeah, but, they were they were almost equals in the relationship earlier on. They were like they were they were best friends as well as being well, father in law, son in law. But then as it progresses, um, Dave just becomes another one that um, that Jim just takes the piss out of. Yeah, another target, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe it wasn't that they just thought, oh, let's have more fun by making him stupid. Maybe it was a deliberate arc. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 so. maybe so. It's the same with Trigger because he was quite smart on, on Fools and Horses until the, the stupid. Made him stupid. I know it's going to say stupefied and then realise that's a word that means something <laughs> else. I'm struggling here. Basically, I'm getting more stupid as the podcast goes on. See, it's refle- reflecting, out reflecting life. Yeah, it's just yeah. aging process, isn't it? <laughs> I fell aged over the last 20 minutes, I'll be honest with you. Have you been living with Denise Royal as well by any chance? Is that why you've. Um... Uh, my wife couldn't be any less like Denise Royal. He's after something. Yeah. <laughs> Big night to no, Nazi, John. No she, no, she couldn't because, um, yeah. Uh, Denise Royal's only 26 to begin with. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've just lost that big night now, Joe. Uh, never mind. There's always next week, pal. Hey, right. Just because I'm just saying, co- just because I'm saying that my wife is not like Denise uh, Royal or Denise Best as she became, it's not because I'm trying to have sex, right? <laughs> I not am not Ray Barone. Yeah, I was going to say very Ray Barone, isn't it? Yeah. You'll have to think of a I one, am actually like Ray one good one liner and you're back in there, mate. But I don't think that if, if Sally's driving along listening to this podcast, which she does, by the way. Oh, my God. If sorry, she sorry, Sally. say something nice about her, she's not going to come in and like tear all my clothes off. And <laughs> it's not going to work. We'll have like a job that. getting out them dungarees, mate, to be fair. <laughs> oh, I know, it's got a pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, put that away. Little flap. Here's a little flap. Very little flap. Oh, I didn't need that. <laughs> Fucking hell, I was self-effacing it off. <laughs> if you carry on like this, I'm going to tell the listener that I'm not actually wearing yellow dungarees. Don't spoil the illusion. illusion. <laughs> I can't think of a single show that w- that would be less successful in America than than. Than the Royal Family. They tried it though. I was going to say, did you know that, Nathan? No, the, I didn't. They did a pilot, and it was quite. The, the only clever thing about it was it was called the Kennedys, which of course is the yeah, equivalent yeah, of yeah, the American Royal, Royal Family, family I guess. Um, oh, who was in it? It was Randy Quaid. Played Randy Quaid, the, the Jim Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But because basically nothing happens in it, the Americans just wouldn't get it. Would oh, they? could you imagine? The atten- you know the attention span and yeah, stuff yeah because you know? all they come out which is fun I love thirty rock and stuff like yeah, that yeah. but it's all crash bang you yeah, know yeah. quick quick gags and you know they well, won't want to watch Denise eat a wagon wheel would they well most so, of the time the the laugh track gives the illusion that there was a joke there when there wasn't most yeah. of the time that's yeah. what we do on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much maybe we should get a laugh track <laughs> yeah. we just did Nathan just politely chuckled along to that that's good, that's good enough for me. 
Um, yeah, but they did. I mean, one of the most famous examples of it is the American Office. Yeah. But even that deviated very quickly from being a remake of the British Office to yeah. something completely different. So. Yeah. But successful, successful at least. Yeah. And good in its own in a different way. From Absolutely, yeah. It does. It does work, doesn't it? it yeah. Does work. But there's been a few efforts, and I think Faulty Towers had a go. And, yeah. Um, the, um, Steptoe and Son was on for quite a while. I think it was called Sanford and Son. That that was relatively successful in America, I think. But mm-hmm. don't usually I know translate. There was, there was about three attempts to do the Faulty Towers in America. It was yeah. for three different shows, but there's something about British comedy that doesn't translate to America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly Absolutely. didn't translate when they took Basil Foley out of it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. They did, didn't they? In addition to the, the the spine of the main characters, we've got a wonderful ensemble cast. Yeah. yeah. Tom Courtney. Yeah. James yes. Dad. Hull's, Hull's very own. You've met Tom Courtney. I have met Tom Courtney briefly at Leeds. In a theatre, um, he was playing Philip Larkin in a one-man show, and he was absolutely sensational. And we went with um, a group called the Hull Blokes, writers and performers, who you know well, of course. And uh, a few drinks had been taken, and uh, one of our throng <laughs> decided to confront Mr. Courtney for some reason. I think believing that. <laughs> He believed everything he said because Philip Larkin could be quite um, critical of Hull, shall we yeah. say. And um, anyway, one of our throng basically called him a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Exit Tom Courtney stage left. <laughs> Poor Tom Courtney. <laughs> so um, I think he yeah, might have called him a cunt back, actually. But it was, it was all a bit of a blur because I remember someone saying, go, go and get him, go and get him, move him around. They're just, they're just chatting. Next thing you know... Oh all went a bit off. A yeah. compliment, really. You yeah. think that he'd embodied Larkin so much? Yeah, they'd convinced one of our throng that he, he really thought that about Hull, and yeah. Let's be fair, first Larkin was a cunt. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but Tom Courtney. Controversial. Yeah. But Tom, a cunt and, and a shit poet. But, you know. <laughs> well. Let's, let's not be too controversial. Yeah, anymore, we though. did invite a critic on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to link. Link that to the royal family now. <laughs> they fuck you up, your mum and dad. That, that's about as near as we yeah. can get. Yeah, oh, that's a nice callback. Yeah, this so. mum and dad do fuck them up as well. <laughs> they do. Well, they do. As I say, it's like Denise is like um, irreparable damage. Yeah. Um, I think. But Anthony gets claws his way out of there. Hope he stays out of there. Yeah. Wish Barbara had gone. Where would she go? To the precinct. <laughs> the precinct. Yeah, they always mention the precinct. Next door to talk to Mary, I suppose. Yeah. So we have Mary, and we've yeah. we've mentioned Cheryl, great character. Great character, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, I'm going with and her and her rubbish diets. No, there's one. There's one where she lost half a stone. <laughs> They're all going mad. Oh, well done. Oh, I meant half a pound. <laughs> Did you, as a family, ever become so enthusiastic about TV shows as the royal family do? Antiques Roadshow. When they put money, money down, they yeah. bet on how much it's going to be worth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there has been a TV show in the past where me and my mum and my dad have sat round and talked about what's going on screen like the Royal Family has. But I, th- I think we we all have, but we don't remember that happening. It's something that, it's like the conversation, it feels so natural because it's a, it's a conversation that you don't remember having. You don't realise that you're saying such mundane things, but that's what you say from day to day. I like, bet you, you want to try editing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't. 
<laughs> I'll leave that up to your careful hands, John. <laughs> and that is, as you say, the, the genius of, of the writing. I, I don't, yeah, I can't think of anything that's uh, true to life. As, as in the sitcom form as well. I mean, we're doing Red Dwarf next. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's another extreme. Yeah, Sarah delivered the DVDs for me last night, so oh. I shall be studying them. Yeah, but yeah, they're not as relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've ever been abandoned in space with a hologram. Yeah. I've known a few rumours. Make of that what you will. Yeah, you find them at fuel. Welcome to the second. <laughs> you what? You find them at fuel propaganda. <laughs> Welcome to the second half of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that yeah, some of that dialogue that you're telling me it's like twenty years ago now, but when he's calling Lecky or Gay Boy and stuff like that, yeah, that's that's a bit uncomfortable now, isn't it, and stuff like that. Oh, this is the bit of the podcast where we start to ruin the ruin memory the show, of. Oh, that kicked us yeah, off. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into that. Yeah, so the. The, the the abuse, the neglect, the <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, really, Anthony should have been taken away by social services. Mm. I mean, um, let's let's use the usual cop out argument. It was a different time. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I, I, I'm, I'm child always... abuse has never been particularly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly just spat coffee. Over You're obviously knocking coffee. around with the wrong kids, as it happens. Um. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I mean... The, Episode the, 8, everybody, that's when we resorted to a Savile impression. Basically, all they're doing is people talk like that. And I think it's important writers do reflect that. Yeah. And no matter how uncomfortable it sometimes seems, you know. Basically, the, the way you can redeem Jim is that, as you said earlier, John, his, his heart's in the right place. It's just how he acts to people seems um, questionable on, on a rewatch. But he's he's never portrayed as being a bad person. It's just mm. <laughs> he does show remorse, doesn't he? he? Does, so yeah. yeah. When, he, when he goes too far, and then the the Nana one, which you mentioned earlier mm. on, where they are at loggerheads and she takes his batteries. Oh, that's the, magic! Bloody Sheba kind of stuff for for a fan and things, and he's so upset. Um, and then and Barbara switches the TV off. She's gone too far, and and those kind of things. Yeah. But then. He does sort of, particularly with Denise, as you say, it's that soft. I don't think we ever see it with Anthony. Um, he maybe does once allude to being proud of him. <laughs> so, but I, but I think that's probably a, like a toxic masculinity thing, isn't it? Where you, yeah. Where he doesn't want to say to his son that he's proud of him because that's not how alpha males yeah, communicate with each other. Yeah. Whereas it's it's a lot more ex- socially acceptable in his mind, and he's probably from the generation that think that way. That his dad probably yeah. There, there could there could be an element of almost like fear and jealousy as well, because there he is in his very ordinary house in the and he's and he's and Lercio's making something of himself. You don't mm-hmm. know if in in many ways he could he could be quite jealous of it. Not that he would ever, because he's all front Jim, isn't he? He's all. In front. fact, uh, Jim refers in one episode to his dad battering his mum. Mm. One episode, so so you know it's a it's a t- it's sort of a de-escalation of yeah. character traits, isn't it? Yeah, he he's probably grown up around that, and he's he's developed this uh, this front to hide his own insecurities, probably. Yeah. 
I think there's one line where Denise says to Jim about Barbara, she doesn't deserve you, and his retort is, she doesn't deserve me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's completely missed the point. <laughs> yeah. So would you like to live in the world inhabited by the royal family? To uh, be honest, I have. <laughs> that, it just reminds me of like, my family growing up. It is a difficult question because the royal family's world is is our world in a lot of ways because mm. it, it is just a it's a re- reflection of a similar family really. Yeah, you recognise the voices, the way they talk, the the I say, what do you have for your tea? Just yeah. stuff like that. Who gives a shit? But people. That's how people. You talk, know, yeah. my favourite one. I think what when the when they were married. Oh, what have you had for your tea? And Denise says spaghetti. She went, oh, bolognese. Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he poor, makes a change old, from Dairy on us. And like she said, oh, we had chops. You can say, Dave, that makes you salivating. Like, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that kind of, um, uh, I suppose, the, the, the menu, the repertoire that you have for your, for your dinners. Like I, in, in the 80s, it was just like, well, we have mince on a Monday and we have stew on a Tuesday. And if we were really lucky, we got chippy. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, whereas now... Last night, I was more excited about the prospects of me having a couscous stuffed pepper than I would have been going to the chippy. Wow. How well, times change, It does. I've be- I'm Anthony. I'm, I'm oh. out of the hood. I've changed. <laughs> I've been gentrified. <laughs> You've been laminated. <laughs> At least your uh, Christmas dinner doesn't consist of carrot crush. Yeah. With watery gravy. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Denise's cooking, that's a, a run attempt. But, she um, made the volavants. <laughs> out of a packet. <laughs> she says, um, oh, you, uh, ma- you and Mum will have to come round to our house for dinner once. Oh, yeah, it would be nice for Mum to cook in our kitchen for a chip. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it's all the, in that episode, The New Sofa, which I've come back to time and time again, there's, there's a genius plotline disguised as a joke in the way that they didn't want to bring the kids in so they had Denise they had a really good joke of um, um, Jim and Barbara asking what the kids were doing and they were staying with like with Anthony and Denise's line was well it's not really a time for ki- not really a time for kids Christmas is it <laughs> <laughs> it's, a br- it's a brilliant way of getting rid of them and adding a joke yeah, you still don't see a lift a finger, do you? So you get, get Cheryl to change a nappy or whatever it may there's be. A, there's a lovely one as well. It says, um, I wonder if you could have Dave, David on Friday night for us. <laughs> so, oh, what time till Sunday? <laughs> yeah. We just fancy a break. Do you know where you're going? Oh, just a break from David. <laughs> yeah, the reason being because Dave needs to spend some quality time down the feathers. Yeah. She needs yeah. to catch up on Trisha. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fact bomb. Mm. Baby David um, was played by Harry Cash, who is Craig Cash's son. It's funny you should say that because I thought, God, they've cast that well because he's his double. Mm. So now yeah, I know. Not so much now, when he's a baby, more. Now like I know why. No, when yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know the baby was in in the Queen of Sheba. He's even dressed like him, isn't he? Yeah, he's like the little lap. Well, the jacket and what have you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disco I, Dave. I, look, I looked him up on Instagram. He, I think he's about 22 or 23 now. God, he's a musician. I'm old. <laughs> mm, yeah, I would work about right there. So, so which character are you most like? 
if you ask different people this question, you would get different answers because some would Ooh. say I'm probably more like Jim. Mm. But I, I would say I, I was like Anthony, I would say. Right. Okay. I, I haven't got a reason. Yeah. It's it's just, can it's, we call you Lekio now, Nick? <laughs> yeah. Can you go make just, me a cup of tea? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring the biscuit barrel. It's just that saying that I'm like Anthony is better than saying I'm like Dave or Jim. So I'm going to be... Yeah. In, in reality, I'm probably more like Joe, to be fair. All right, okay. Well, let me broaden your mind on this mm. because quite often I identify with a female character and today's no different. I am Nana. Oh, wow. Well. I'm in denial about my alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, John? Fair enough. Um, oh, Cheryl. The constant, <laughs> the constant attempts to lose weight that fail. No doubt about that, Cheryl. Yeah. I do like as well, I wouldn't do this, but I, I haven't dated like a rocker, an Orthodox Jew. <laughs> and who was the first one? The, the curly haired one from the. Um, what's it? Mo- um, Full Monty, wasn't it? Derek. Yeah. Derek. So that, I love that. Where on, on the date, it was just like Derek sitting at Nana's bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. you haven't met Nana a week, have you? Have you, Derek? And it's she like... said, Oh, you remind me of Annie. Yeah. And start singing, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you heard who Ricky Tomlinson blames for the fact that he had to go to prison? Mag- Margaret Thatcher? Sort of. So. Um, no, then. It was the early 70s, wasn't it? He was, he's, he's he was more in, obscure in prison than for inciting a riot. I know that yeah, it was. was part of the um, this miners' strike, was it? It was. Yeah. And he claims Arthur that... Arthur Scargill? Well, Perhaps. it's weirder than that. Uh, it's a Yorkshireman. But he claims that Richard Whiteley was an undercover agent... MI5 twice nightly whitely and when they were doing the coverage of the strike he was stitched up in such a way and that's why he was in prison and he and he fucking hated Silla Black so he's alright yeah, oh, yeah, he's alright yeah, he hated Silla Black yeah. gosh it's quite heavy isn't it <laughs> yeah, that got dark pretty quickly yeah it? yeah final question from me mm-hmm. who else from the world of sitcom would you like to see as a special guest on the royal family I would oh. I would like to see someone who wouldn't is like the complete opposite of the royal family. I'd like, like a Sheldon Cooper or something like that. Just dropped into the middle to see how the, how how they would react. Or a hyacinth. Or a hyacinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so see, so just the someone, polar opposite. Someone completely out of their world to drop well, to drop into it. Well, I mean, the fact that a vegetarian dropped into the world was oh, yeah. was, was <laughs> enough of a kind of bomb, wasn't it? Can she have wafer thin <laughs> ham? <laughs> hyacinth bouquet works in everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can drop her into any kind of... Oh, that would be great. Of course, though. there is a link as well, because obviously Onslow, Jeffrey oh, yeah. Hughes, Twiggy. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But she, she also fits the remit of the royal family of being a recognisable character, because I'm sure that we... Like, I've met a few people who are like Isaac Bouquet. But it's interesting, because actually the idea... If you take her sister Rose, um, Rose yeah. they are very similar to the royal family, yeah. in that sense, and she's wet to break away with that with Richard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, mate, that's quite plausible. I mm. like it. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we we need to, do need to say something other than high simple care for Red Dwarf. <laughs> it would be quite an interesting. Oh, actually, it would be an interesting juxtaposition, John. Works as well. If she she's was, the greatest character of all time. What if she, what if she was the face of the computer instead of? Um, oh, oh yeah. What's his Holly. name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hattie Heeridge was it? Yeah. Was yeah. It? If she was Holly. Actually, I quite like the idea of Holly in the royal family because it's like the captive screen. 
Just on the TV. And, and uh, yeah, Norman Lovett just walked up to the Nana's Ashes on top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would work quite well. You normally ask who we'd like to live with. Who would you like to live with? Beverly Macker. He's <laughs> <laughs> found a way to do. How, how yeah, she loved, sounds amazing. She sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved it if if she appeared in an episode and she was nothing like how they described. She's Norm's wife. She is Neris. She's she's yeah. She's can't. Mrs. Mannering. Yeah. yeah she's she's you, one of them that you you just hear about and never. You can't bring her into it now. No. no. Um, because I mean, yeah. Who? She's objectified quite a lot. Yeah. She just she just sound amazing. Although Denise says that she was like a fly around shit with Dave, but she was too fat to be the fly. So yeah, she was just shit. That's been sitcom sit down. It does the royal family. So Nathan, thank you ever so much for for joining us. Um, adding um, some big words, a bit of pathos. To the, <laughs> yeah, uh, made to the, the change, podcast. didn't it? it did, From our yeah. limited book, I mean, pathos is only what six letters. It's not. <laughs> so this has been. I like Wordle. <laughs> So whatever you're having for your tea, um, go, on and, go on and enjoy it. And I'll, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you all again. I've been John. I've been John too. And I've not been John. I've been Nathan. You always say God bless. How do I? Yeah, do you not want to say that? I can say God bless. God, you know, God, I'll catch you on the flip side. Can you mix it up? God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, this is going to be hard to edit. So what do you say? You can